Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy almost turkey day. Like, holy cow. I can't believe the holidays are officially upon us. Ugh. And I know this is supposed to be a time that we're all saying what we're thankful for, but woo, it's been a week. Well, I didn't, let me start at the beginning. Hi. If you are new to this podcast, I'm Riley, and I always like to talk about things that are very real. Sometimes I offend, sometimes I make you cry, sometimes I make you laugh, sometimes I do a little bit of both. And if you're not new around here, hey, beloveds, I love you for coming back to me every single week and still continuing to make my little dreams here possible, this little corner of my world. Um, Today is Wednesday, so it's Ask Riley Day, and as per usual, you guys always come up with the best questions for me to talk about, and I always like to talk about things from a perspective of like, this is what I've done wrong. Um, this is maybe what I've done right. And this is how I would play it. But I don't ever pretend to be anybody's fucking guru. I'm not that. I'm just a person that really likes to keep it open, honest, empathic, and no bullshit. So I ask this question on Instagram every week. Sometimes you guys send me emails. Um, but either way, you guys always come up with the good stuff. Um, so let's get to it. So somebody said, how would you feel if your sons want to join the military? Um, So first of all, in this family, we have the greatest amount of respect for service members. Like my husband's best friend and the best man at his wedding was in the military. Um, My stepfather that raised me that's no longer with us was in the military. Not that I have a big amount of respect for him. No shade to the military, though. One of my, you know, my bridesmaids, she and her husband were both in the military. So I have such a great amount of respect for military members. It's like I always say, like, I I wouldn't last one fucking day in the military. Like when you watch things about boot camp and the things that people have to go through just to be able to slap that uniform on before anything gets dangerous and the fears that they might have as young men and women, I, 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 I like and I, I couldn't imagine, you know, and as a mother, it's a fear, you know, if you were to send your sons or daughters I'm sorry if I'm not saying the right pronouns right now. I'm just going to go with those two right now because I'm not going to play PC right now. If, if I'm offending you with that, my apologies. I'm just very tired today. You know what? Let me not. I, I'm, I'm trying to be very PC and it just never works with me. But uh, as a mother, would I be scared if they went into the military? Well, yes, because obviously there's a certain amount of danger, but there's also a big amount of pride there as well in terms of them being men that would put their lives down for their country. Like that's what my husband does every single day as an officer. You know, it's a different level of selflessness um, and respect that comes along with it. Like a couple of people that I know, like actually one of our, we got this army members, Sunshine. Hey girl. She is army as well. And it's like, oh my God, the respect that I have for the things that I see her do. And being away from her family as a mother with a young child to go serve her country. Like all the respect in the world is basically the long story short of what I'm trying to say. But I would also want them to go into it knowing the potential 
mental health aspect of what is on the other side of that. Depending, obviously, where they served, how they served, what they did in their position, how intensive it would get, you know, in those things. Because from what I have heard, you know, there's some things that you can't unsee. And I would want them to go into it understanding what they were about to embark or to the best of their ability, because obviously you can't know anything like that until you're in it. Because I think mental health is such a big aspect of well everything in life. But when you go and do anything dangerous, you know, especially serving for your country and in so many ways, it's like a thankless job, even though you know, like my son walks up to anyone in uniform is like, thank you for your service. He's learned that since he was like four. I would just want them to be aware of what they were embarking and choose that wisely. I would never discourage my children from doing anything that they wanted to do ever. But is it my job to make them aware to the best of my ability? Yes. So I would be proud, scared, happy, and make them aware, I guess is the shorter answer of that. Um, let's see what else we got. How did Marshall know something was wrong with his bone for AVN? So when my husband got diagnosed with a vascular necrosis, so for you newbies around here, that is basically a disease where your bone dies. Like his surgeon told me that the bone was black when they took it out. Um, Marshall literally had just won his first bodybuilding show and he, like a hero, did all of the training and all of the prep, which is extensive, like transforming his entire body and lifting a bajillion pounds, like to get in that form all with this pain. So he thought it was like a pinched nerve. He went to a couple doctors and it was a mix of actually one of our massage therapists, like, like we had them all the time. One of the ones that we went to at the time was very, um, very intuitive when she said like this might not just be nerve it might be something else and then our chiropractor he is so smart and so like intelligent in his craft also said maybe you should go check this out further get some x-rays and it turned out that he had a vascular necrosis now it is like the it marshall's adopted so we don't really know a lot of his extensive medical history in the way of like dna and all of that stuff they don't really know how or why you get it um, and it's a very, very rare disease. I, I don't know exactly the stats, which you'd think I would, but it's some very small percentage. I think it's like 13,000 people in the U.S. get it every year or something like that. So my husband's a rare one in more ways than one, but he had to go through several, several doctors to figure that out. But he advocated for himself. And that's the thing that sucks. It's like in today's day and age, you don't just blindly trust what the doctor's telling you. That sucks. But someone also said, like, when you're a doctor, it's like you're trying to figure out a mystery or a puzzle piece based on what people describe to you. So there's the good doctors that will go further and investigate for it. And I'm not saying that every single doctor is good or bad if they don't do that, because sometimes you don't know to do that if someone's not giving you those clues. You're basically somebody trying to find out clues of what's wrong and then testing and all that stuff. So you really, if you feel in your gut and your soul that there's something else wrong with you versus what the doctor is telling you, 
damn it, you better go advocate for yourself. Because it was like, for me, the simplest thing. When I was saying that I was having like all my lady problems and like all of my, you know, like my hair was falling out. Like I wasn't sleeping at all. I was getting like two hours a night if I was lucky. Like my emotions were all over the place. Like when my period came around, it was just insanity. And I was like trying to get an answer. I went to my regular doctor. She was just like, oh, antidepressants. No. Then I went to my OBGYN, the one that like, it was the one that I went to when I was pregnant with Malin. So I thought I would trust these people. She literally said right after, um, not right after, but I think Malin was like a year old and she's like, Oh, it's just postpartum. I was like, no, there's something up. Went back to that same lady when Malin was two and some change. Oh, well, you know, it's not post because postpartum only goes to like 18 months or so they say, like, I'm not talking about the mental aspect. Like it's when they start saying, okay, well then it's not postpartum. And I knew that it wasn't. So, I went and got a different doctor that doesn't take regular insurance, had to spend like $500 on one freaking appointment, which side note, our insurance is really great that they like will cover some of it. So if there's a doctor for you that like you think, okay, well, yeah, I got to pay this out of pocket and I don't have it. Make sure you check into that if your insurance would pay for some of it, because I think I end up paying like $150 for that doctor's appointment, which is expensive as fuck when you have insurance. But what was I going to pay in time and money doing 17 more different co-pays just to figure out an answer? I found out that I had, um, I was deficient in progesterone, which is, you fix it by a pill. You know, and I kind of had that notion too, that I was like, it might be this after doing my own little TikTok research and stuff, (laughs) which sounds so silly, but I mean, that's what clued me into like, I need to go further with this and you can buy progesterone over the counter, but then you could mess with your whole different story. You could be messing with stuff with that. So long story short, if you feel like there's something else wrong, please advocate, please, 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 please do advocate for yourself. Um, would you sell gift cards? Ooh, so this is funny. So for those of you that don't know, I have my own uh, crystal intention candle business that has now branched out to custom glassware, trinket dishes. I'm doing some more homewares that's going to be with me um, at some of these pop-ups I have coming up. So excited. And I also do my own merch for this podcast. So got a whole gang of things. So the funny thing about this is like my crystal intention candle business has been around for like a year and a half. And originally it was just candles and the crystals. So my husband last year for Christmas bought me a cricket and that brought everything to a, do- a new level. Um, Cause the creativity there is crazy. But cr- most cricketers back in the day when it was a new thing started it to make cards for some reason for the life of me, I have the biggest trouble making cards on this damn thing. Every time I try to make a cute card, never works. It, like, I don't know something. I, I don't know what is going on in my head. The dumb, dumb button just gets hit every time I try to make a card. I even went and bought that special card mat. Can't figure it out. So when I figure that out, yes, I will. I've only made one card that I actually really liked and it wasn't that intricate. So I wouldn't feel right selling it. It's so crazy that all the other stuff that I can do with this and I have done, but that's the one thing that everybody else finds easy and I find hard. <laughs> that's kind of the story of my life sometimes. Um, but yes, when I get into that, I will 100% sell cards. Um, what kind of jobs are you applying for? Would you take a full-time job again? Um, so she's asking this because I said something about like unemployment that you have to apply for weekly jobs. And it's weird because like I'm in this strange category that it's not like I can just go get a nine to five if I want to stay in the field that I'm in. So would I take a nine to five again? Um, if it was in radio, yes. Or to answer your question, I've been looking for certain things in like 
influencer stuff obviously but like ambassador things to where you're not just like a social media influencer but you're an ambassador for that brand so it's something that I could do from home in tandem with the podcast and my crystal intention candle business because of the fact that like they don't have a drop down menu on these things when they ask you like what are you looking for like or what are you like what's your profession or what have you for like podcasting and stuff like that so the hope is no the manifestation is going into next year that the podcast will be the thing that fuels it um my life so that I won't have to take a nine to five like I think for a while like I wasn't manifesting that the podcast was going to be the thing that pays my bills full time because I was still trying so hard to get back into radio and I'm not saying like I, I never say never um, but for right now, I've put that on hold just because I told you guys the last time in the radio career update podcast, a couple down that like, I just got like my heart got shredded again when I put my toe back into the water and the same people, you know, push me around again. So the nine to five situation, I don't know. Cause I think I want to go for this business owner thing and just take this to the moon. So I'm going to manifest that too. But yeah, I've been applying for, um, they even have like social media, like where you are, they're like coordinator of social media that you coordinate the posts. And then they have, I even found one, Steve-O of Jackass had an ad out where you were supposed to be their social media editor. Like you didn't take the videos, but you would edit them down from long form to what we would call the meat and the, of the meat and potatoes in radio. Like the long form of the videos, the meat and potatoes, but it was for you to find like the steak. So you would find like one minute or the components of one minute, like all the different parts that equal a minute to put it on Instagram based on their long form video. I'm like, well, shit, that's what we did in radio. Like when you had a long bit that was 10 minutes and you had to find that one minute or that 30 second bit that would catch the listener in 10 seconds and then make them watch it longer. That's basically what this was video. So I've been looking for a lot of stuff like that. I just want something that I can do from home because also with the boys now and everything like that, it's just schedule wise based on what I would make now versus what I made then it would be like working just to pay for somebody else to raise my kids. So I don't think a regular nine to five is going to be my jam. No, I'm saying it's not. I'm going to manifest the podcast is going to be the thing that pays for everything. All of my businesses are. Yeah. Can you tell I'm in manifestation mode? Cause it's towards the end of the year, but not that I ever, I manifest as I manifest as us. <laughs> I swear to you, I talk for a living. I manifest all year long. I manifest all the time, but that is something that's probably going to go on my vision board, uh, New Year's Eve again, because that's what we do every year for New Year's Eve is we do vision boards. Um, so yeah, there you have that. Um, oh, I feel like I keep manifesting. Man Why can't I say that word today? I feel like I keep manifesting negative things and they mostly happen. How do I stop? Okay, so I do believe that like what you think about, you bring about. Like thoughts become things 100%. And one of uh, my listener fam actually just messaged me something so poignant. So I'm not sure exactly what you would call her. She's not like a clairvoyant. She's, shoot, now I can't find this message. Dang it. Um... Oh, here it is. So she said, fun fact, you can't manifest negativity. Um, if someone is dealing with a lot of negativity coming in, it's more coming from negative attachments, external and internal, like fear or doubt. Ain't that the truth, my lady? 
Um, her business account. Oh, she's an astrologist and psychic. Which side note, she did Marshall and I's charts. Oh, I can't wait to give you this podcast on that one. But um, yes, so she's an astrologist. I swear to you, I'm gonna get fired from my own podcast. She is a psychic and an astrologist, so she knows a lot of things. Um, back to what you think about you bring about. So. I first was I was reading The Secret and getting into manifestation in like 2017, late 2017, early 2018. Um, Rhonda Byrne was saying in the audiobook, like, okay, you must be scared because you're like, oh God, does that mean if I think one negative thing is gonna happen? Like, no. In manifestation, it's like a series of events and thoughts. Like what becomes your belief in your head becomes your reality in life. So basically what Persephone was saying is like, if you're constantly inserting fear and doubt that something is going to happen, it's going to come about in your life. This is really scary for me to say this. And especially because my son was in my car with my most recent accident. I have been trying to manifest a new car for a while. Like my car's paid off, so I'm not going to buy another one. Like I know. Um, but obviously I want a bigger car for my kids and just, you know, I've had that car for almost nine years now. So I'm ready to kind of have a glow up in that way and get a semi mom car, but I will not get a minivan. <laughs> just not me. Um, but I remember thinking one time, like, God, like I wish I didn't say I wish, but I, I was thinking for a while, like, you know, wouldn't it be, <laughs> this is so bad. I didn't want to say it out loud. Like, wouldn't it be like, easier if my car just got totaled and then I got to get a new one. I didn't think that very often because I do realize like you can't think that way about things. And then I got into an accident, you know, so that's kind of scary how the manifestation will sometimes work in a negative way if you are only thinking negatively. And I don't really consider that manifestation in terms of like hopefulness. I just think what you think about you bring about so the way that Rhonda Burns said it in The Secret is like, yeah, you can't never have negative thoughts. You would not be human if that was the case. But if you have a negative thought that comes in, you have to counteract it with a positive one. Like, okay, you know, I really want a new car and that'd be great if my car got totaled. But then again, I can switch that to a positive and be like, but my car right now gets me where I need to go. My car right now has great air conditioning and heat. My car right now has a navigation system that gets me everywhere I want to go. I absolutely appreciate the fact that I have a car and that it's paid off and that I have a safe mode of transportation for my kids. And so the idea behind that is when you're grateful for what you have now, good things manifest because you're all about positivity. Now, I know that this is really hard to do sometimes when you're coming off of a negative space and you want to be better. Trust me, it's not like I was bouncing around with lollipops and being like, oh my God, life is perfect. But when I first started manifesting, I literally tried to not speak negatively at all for a day. And I know that sounds very trivial. And especially the people I was around at the time, that was hard. But then I went for a week and then I went for a month. And did I not speak negatively all the time? No. But every time I would have a negative thought or a negative feeling, I would counteract it with a good one. It seems so silly. But here's the thing. 
if it's placebo, who fucking cares? Because I would rather have placebo in my life and be happy in that state than be thinking negatively in reality. But I don't think it's placebo because like I just said, a lot of the times what I think about, I bring about all of the time. And every year at the end of the year, when I do my vision board, I always look over the one from the year before. And nine times out of 10, I shit you not, at least 60 to 70% of it has come true. And then if it didn't, I'll go look back at some of the ones from the year before or the year before that or the year before that. Like shit, I started manifesting in 2017. I didn't find my husband until 2019, but it happened. It's all in due time. And if there's bad things happening to you right now, I understand that sucks so bad. And it's really hard to think positively when you're in the thick of it. But the fact that you even asked that question, that could be your thing that you're grateful for. You know, oh my gosh, things have been happening to me that are not in my favor and not what I want and not what I want for my future. But I'm so grateful that I asked that question on Really Riley. I'm so grateful to be hearing Riley's voice right now. Okay, that sounds a little narcissistic, but you see what I'm saying? Like, take this negative for right now. And in that moment, because I know how hard it is to be in the thick of negative things and you're drowning in it. But take this one moment and give yourself a little bit of a life raft so that you can go up to the top of the water and take a breath. Because sometimes that one little breath is that lifesaver that you need. Sometimes that one little breath is the difference between hope and despair. You know, I don't really care who thinks I'm a Yahoo for thinking or feeling this way. Because my biggest goal is to have my life or my work or my dreams be a testament to the power of your mind and what it could do to change your situation, any situation. I don't care what it is. So (laughs) I always feel bad when I get like super pageant queen when I speak about things, but I believe what I say. I mean what I say, people. Like I told you in the beginning, I I I don't do the bullshit approach. I just don't. Let's see what else we got in here. Um... How do you manifest? Like, how does it work? <laughs> well, I kind of just answered a lot of that. But if you guys are looking for more on that, you know, did I manifest not being able to talk today? I sound like Elmer Fudd, for goodness sakes. If you guys have taken any of my um, vision board classes, you'll be truly like, you know, you'll be nodding your head going like, yep, she's right. I have a whole bunch of theories on this. And if I do another one soon, You'll get to learn all of the ins and outs of that. But until then, I have done so many podcasts on manifestation. Just scroll down. There's so many different ones. What kind of crystals I like, manifesting money, manifesting when you don't feel like manifesting, re-manifesting things. They're all there. You know, like I, it's, it's, it's a whole thing, but it's not as overwhelming as you would think once you put into practice. Because when you were a little kid, you thought riding a bike was impossible, right? Until you try, try it again. And now you're cruising along and it's something that once you figure out how to do it, you can always come back to it. It's like riding a bike. You never forget. Ha ha. But I'm bummed. I'm so stupid. Ah. I'm so weird. Um, I'm loopy as hell, y'all. This, this little cold that I had knocked me on my ass. I can't remember the last time I felt this crappy. I feel a little bit less like death today, which is good because I have the pop-up coming up this weekend that I'm so excited for. Y'all, if you looked at my story, I patted myself on the back today because I made this little miniature Jordan shoe that I'm going to put in something. And if you come to the pop-up this weekend, 
you will see it. Actually, I lied. I'm probably going to put it on my Instagram before then because I'm so proud of it. But I have so many goodies that I can't wait for y'all to see. Like it's all like new designs and stuff like that. And some of the OG designs as well. Um, But I've got a bunch of pop-ups coming up before Christmas time. I've got three of them. Um, I put those dates and the locations on my Instagram at House of W by Riley. That's my candle one. Really Riley podcast is the podcast one and at Riley Couture on Instagram. If you guys would kindly give me a follow. And if you guys would also do me a really big fave and go to the Apple podcast page and give me a review because it really helps to get more people to hear the podcast and to help me with my manifestation that uh, this podcast is going to be the thing that feeds my family and makes millions of dollars for me. And no, I'm not laughing when I manifest that because what you think about is what you bring about. Um, I'm not going to be able to talk to you guys on uh, Thanksgiving because everybody's going to be eating and I'm going to be hanging out with my family. But I will talk to you guys on Friday and I hope you have a really nice time with your family. And I'm going to talk more on Friday about the things that I'm grateful for because I think it's time for me to even start rebooting my own manifestation and turning negatives into a positive. So I'm going to do that on Friday. But before I go, just because it's right before Thanksgiving, I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for you guys being you and being here with me. It really does mean the damn world. I love you long time. And I will talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.